to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast, we're talking about witchcraft and wizardry with Harry Potter, Wiccan, crystals, and all that fun, maybe fun, maybe satanic stuff. Fuller, you ready to find out? Let's go. Let's go. What's up, Mark? I can't go anywhere in public with you, bro. <laughs> what was that? What, what, my little jig? Your little, that wasn't what? even a jig. That was like a weird Gen Z off-brand TikTok. That was the dollar store version of a TikTok. <laughs> That's what that was. Dollars. That was a dollar store version no, dollar, of the TikTok. Dollar store is too high. Dollar Tree. <laughs> well, isn't Dollar Tree a dollar store? No. Dude, okay. Do you remember the day when you realized that like Dollar General, Family Dollar, things, no, n- nothing costs a dollar there? It's all like $5 or $10. Yeah, I pretty much drove by in my parents' car and I'm like, you're going to hell for lying. <laughs> Not really. Speaking of going to hell, we're talking about witchcraft and wizardry tonight. It's a little creepy. But here's the thing, dude. So we've been checking our stats and our podcast has been growing like... I mean, I want to call it crazy, but it's been growing lately. Has it? It's been growing lately. So if you are new to the RTC family, welcome to the party. In case you haven't been here for a little bit, I mean, obviously I'm Mark and you're you're Fuller. And if you're coming back, then welcome back. Do you remember the old Mace? Remember Mace, the hip hop artist, Mace? He he had a couple CDs with like a- Look at me. R. Kelly, you know and what? then he found Jesus, became a pastor, and he got convicted because he signed to a three CD deal, but he only did two, so he went back and did another one. Look at me. Yeah, I just, I just ordered a Gaither vocal band CD this week, okay? That's who you're talking to. The Gaither vocal band. Gaither vocal Dude, band. Dude, Guy Penrod, Victory and Jesus, still my jams. Oh, Victory! But Gaither vocal yeah. band. We're yeah. going Southern Gospel, but either yeah, way, stuff. we are glad you're here. We're going to talk about coffee. Yeah. We're going to read some reviews, and then we're going to jump into the conversation. Yeah. But here's the deal. All right. We got the question. The last two episodes, the focus, we've done the, the focus. focus series. We had some fun questions for we, people to get to know did. us. So this one isn't so much to get to know us. This question is more of just how our brains work. Ooh. All right. So we have the app, and I always forget what it's called. Um, uh, make talk. Not mm. make out. Make talk. And <laughs> this question... Friendly. It's from the short and sweet category, and okay. the question is, how useful would you be in a zombie apocalypse? Very. You would be very, uh, really? Very useful. I'd be the basic white girl that dies in the first <laughs> scene that goes, what's that? And opens the door and you're done. Oh. I would not be very useful in a zombie apocalypse. Well, are we talking like Christian or not Christian acts? <laughs> because if we're not, talking fend for yourself. Like, oh, okay, then I'm breaking your leg and I'm running no, forward. You, you it's, don't, it's like you the classic. Yeah, yeah, you don't I know have where to you're be going. The fastest, you just got to be faster than the other guy. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's classic. No, I. So there was one time uh, we were out here outside hanging out, and there was a raccoon off in the distance and we were just looking at it and before i knew it i took off i was already inside before anyone else realized it over like a over a raccoon because i was like i ain't gonna be part of this crap and i was just gone so, so i'm either going to run away or i'm i'm gonna be like what's that either way i'm not very useful in a zombie apocalypse do you remember the the bath salt pandemic that was happening in florida did you ever hear about that? Yeah. Where they were when, like, when smoking was that? bath salts? That was, yeah, when was that? That were was we... about 2011, 2012. And I know that because I was living down there and I was an hour and a half away from where the one 
homeless guy smoked bath salts and ate the other homeless guy. I remember that. And I said, here comes the zombie apocalypse. (laughs) All right, let's see when this was. I'm pretty sure it was like 2012. Pretty sure. We're going to... Uh, was that close? 2012. Boom. Fun fact. So the, <laughs> the drug style arrived in 2010, mm-hmm. but 2012 is when it got. Oh, 2011, a new synthetic drug called bath salts. Yeah. So 2011, 2012, somewhere in there. So I was in college. Yeah, I was living in Florida. Because he's old. Like two years older than you. That's true. That's all right. But either way, Anyways. so so long story short, there's a zombie apocalypse. Roll with Fuller. Don't don't roll with me. And besides, I think you 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 actually own a gun, too, don't you? Maybe. I don't. Maybe. Maybe. I not. don't. I I, I don't. I, so. I do not. I neither confirm nor deny. Bleed the fifth. Well, anywho, bro. So. <laughs> oh goodness, bro. Anyways. So what coffee are we drinking tonight, dude? Um, I'm trying to remember what this was because we roast. I roasted it last week, and uh, I want to say wasn't it the? I don't remember. Was it Mexican or was it Peruvian? It's, I think it was the Peruvian. I think it's Peruvian. I think it's Peruvian. It's Peruvian. But we're drinking RTC Peruvian we coffee that we recently just shipped out to a lucky listener. So if you want some coffee, hit us up. Maybe you'll get it. Maybe you won't. But you'd never e- know until you ask. Until you ask. But either way, we are drinking some of Folder specialty stuff yeah. right now. Which are you going to be able to roast for a little bit? Because you're in a transition. I, I have to find a place. I might be, end up in your barn to go roast. How dope would that be? Turn that massive pole barn into a big old roastery. Oh. I don't have time on my hands to keep up with two houses, let alone two houses on a roastery. We could make magic. <laughs> Literally. Oh, get it? Because of what we're talking about? <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> but hey, you know, we haven't said this in a while, no. but if you out there in listener land have a coffee you love specifically from your hometown, we want to try it. You know, Send it to us. We've had people send us coffee from northern Michigan and the UP. We've say, had people give us coffee yeah. from Jamaica. All they, Jamaican. Do, all they got to do is say Mark and Fuller. Personal messages. I don't DM. DM, DM, DM message, PM, whatever. Whatever email. you're going to call it. Email, call, text, DM, PM, melatonin, whatever you got to do to get it to us. TNT. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Zoom. (laughs) Zoom it to us. Yep. Uh, No, just get a hold of us, and uh, we'll throw you an address to ship it to. And, uh, yeah, we would love to talk about the coffee that you send us. That's true. That's true. We've had a lot of good coffees over the last couple years, man. I think the the all-time jitteriest I've ever seen you was Joel DeMott from The Dudes and Dads and his Jamaican Blue Mountain. That was embarrassing. I was so over-caffeinated that night. It was I thought so you were good. an auctioneer, man. <laughs> that was how fast you were talking. It was a long... By the end, I saw you and you and I think Andy make eye contact and went, what the heck is happening right now? <laughs> we did that. You and Joel. I it was bad. It was Me and Joel were having a good time, we man. We were having a good old time. But anyway, set us some coffee definitely, if you want to have. We've had some, definitely. again, UP, Northern Michigan. We've had stuff Tennessee. from Jamaica, Tennessee. We've had stuff from local, from Goshen, South Bend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've had a lot of stuff from all over the place, you know? So Peru. Oh, that's right. We had Frerics. some Frerics that sent us to Peru. I'm so sad. We only got them for another month. I need to hook up with them. We did. I need, I need to go get, like, lunch or coffee A lunch day them. turned into an all-day. It was kind of fun. It was a lot of fun. But either way, so Anyways, we actually have a review to read, though, before we jump into the conversation. Oh. Third episode, I think, in a row that we've had an Apple iTunes review. So thank you out there. Awesome job. So this review is from Almond Eye Joe. What? Yeah, not Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> Almond Eyes Joe. Almond Eyes Joe. And I'm kind of scared because Joe can be a guy or a girl, and I learned my lesson last time. 
Yeah, and I'm, 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 I'm not going to gender I'm guessing this a guy is not going to name himself Almond Eyes. I mean, I'm going to guess it's a girl. If the bro's got some almond eyes, though, I mean, deduct, you might as well lean into deductive it. Deductive reasoning. Correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong, but deductive reasoning. I mean, but state. you also are friends with me, and you know I would do something like this, too. <laughs> but that's you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anyways. they said this is the best Christian podcast out there. It, it does say RTC is one of the best Christian podcasts out there. Wow. Mm-hmm. They incorporate humor. Laughter, mm. and at the same time, go in depth of the word and theology of topics. You guys rock. Continue being you, and may God bless you. Well, may God bless you, Almanai Joe. Thank you. They just said, continue being you. I thought people weren't ready for us, but apparently people are okay with us. I, <laughs> I have no idea why. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Listen at your own discretion. But either way, man, so we are talking about a conversation that was actually specifically asked to us via a different Apple podcast review. I, I Wasn't it that somebody entered to win something? Uh, one of the giveaways, I believe. Uh, this one has been uh, probably asked was at least two times because one was for a giveaway, and then one was a couple episodes ago. They would say, I'd love to hear you guys and your oh, thoughts yeah. on Harry Potter and magic and all that kind of stuff. Right, right, right. So we are here talking about Harry Potter, magic, and how all that stuff actually works. Now, if you are new to the Christian faith, maybe, you know, you didn't come from a conservative background. You're just like, whatever. This is something specifically when we were like in what elementary, when they first when uh, JK Rowling first started getting really big with these books, were we elementary mm-hmm. junior high somewhere in there? I think, well, you would have definitely been elementary. I'm trying to decide if I was middle school or elementary at that time. But so this has been an issue for at least the last let's, 15, let's if not 18 years now. So, so, so while you're looking that up, um, people in the church had a very hard time when Harry Potter came out because you got the magic and you got dark magic and spells and astrology and all these different things. And there was an instant outrage in the Christian community regarding Harry Potter. You I mean, we're talking book burnings, poster burnings, 1998. So 98. So I was, holy crap, dude. So I, was I was seven. I was nine. But I don't think it, it got popular right then, though. I think it took a little that's, bit to get That's when steam, it first you know? came to the United States. That's okay. when it was September 1st in 1998. Which we do need to say this, and I actually said this from a sermon one time when we were talking about story writers. J.K. Rowling is one of the best best storytellers there is right now to date. Whether you agree with her stuff or not, she's a phenomenal author. Well, she's also a witch. Did you know that? No, she's not. I believe she was. That's, that's, that's a common misconception. She's actually, like, has, like, a Christian faith. Like, her kids have been christendized. It's, it's part of the Church of England, I think. Um, but she's not a witch. People thought she was a witch and the stuff she put in her books were actual real spells, but she just made up crap and she actually has more faith than a lot of pagan people do. And if you look, she actually crafted the book after the Christian narrative of a, of a hero sacrificing himself and then coming back from the dead. It's not a Christian book and it's, she doesn't even say it's a Christian book. So Christians say, Oh, it's a Christian book, Hmm. but Christian Jesus stuff. That's what they say. But there's all these, and that's what, that's what it came out of is misconceptions of, J.K. Rowling and her beliefs and the satanic stuff and whatnot, and she flat out said, I'm not a witch. These are not real spells. This is just a mystical land with good and evil, yin and yang, black magic, good magic, wrestling with Harry. Harry was wrestling with the internal struggle of, of do I want to do what's right or do I want to do what's easy? Mm-hmm. He was always wrestling with these things. And so for, for many years, there's been this battle between Christi- Christians who are like, I hate Harry Potter, or there's the other Christians where it's like, dude, it's just a book. Calm down. So the question is, is what do we do with things like Harry Potter? Mm-hmm. What do we do? 
You're still you're still scrolling. I am scrolling. You're, you're trying to figure out if she was a witch or not. I am. I'm looking for whether she's she not. Was or not. I'm fact. I'm fact checking. She has more Christian faith than she does. Wiccan. I haven't. I haven't seen any of it. So yet. either way, I so, seen any Christian so I'm going to set or, the stage for this episode so that right. way we know where we're right, going. Go for it. Not not where we're going to end up, but just know where we're going. So we're first going to look just like we do in every podcast of what does the Bible say specifically about witchcraft and witches, wizards, stuff like that, sorcery. So we're first going to see what does the Bible say. We're going to say, okay, so why are so many Christians opposed to Harry Potter, which we touched on a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, This is one that, a question that I have heard and I have brought forward. Okay, so if we don't like Harry Potter, we do like Harry Potter. What's the difference between that and Lord of the Rings and Chronicles of Narnia, Mm -hmm. where there still are Mm -hmm. witches and warlocks and sorcerers and black magic and good magic and all these different things. So is there even a difference how Christians should handle those? Because let's be honest... um, Tolkien, I mean, he was Catholic, but but very, 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 de- very devout Christian. Then you have um, C.S. Lewis, who was, you know, of the Anglican faith, another devout Christian, who are writing these fantasy novels, but it has the same kind of magic, it seems like, in Harry mm. Potter. So so we're, we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go into some of the other things, like astrology and Wiccan, the cult, even crystals, because crystals is a big thing in the Christian community as well. It is. So we didn't want to just talk about this episode specifically as, this is the Harry Potter episode, but I love, you tagged it, you named it, bro, where it's what? like the, Wh- the, the witchcraft, witchcraft and, and wizardry <laughs> episode. So before we, we get into the actual conversation of what our opinions are, what we think about Harry Potter, yeah, yeah. just like we always do, bro, we got to hit the book. We got we got to go to the Bible We got to hit what's the, the book. What's the Bible say? It doesn't say a whole lot. But what it does it say enough. is it says it's it's pretty explicit what it does say, though. It is. Um, so I have three passages. I did not bring the fourth one. I'll reference the fourth one. Um, but the, the, the fourth one's the good one. The fourth one in Acts where they actually like burnt their stuff. Like they actually book, they, they burnt their like sorcery books in the streets. Um, I just forgot to put that one in the that's notes. I that's said, why. that's the good one. So uh, Leviticus 20, 27. These are all out of the English standard version this time. Um, cause that's just what my app pulled up. Um, it says a man or a woman who was a medium or a necromancer shall surely be put to death. They shall be stoned with stones. Their blood should be upon them. You also forgot a fifth one. I forgot a fifth one. Yep. For Samuel. Oh, oh, we're going to talk about that one. Okay. We're going to talk about I'm that just one. Just making sure. Uh, so, and then the next one is Deuteronomy 18 verses 10 through 12. It says, there shall be not found among you anyone who burns his or her daughter as an offering. Anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or a sorcerer or a charmer or a medium or a necromancer or one who inquires of the dead. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. Mm. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God is driving them out before you. Uh, another one, Galatians 5, verses 19 through 21, it says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, ascensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Then there's the passage in Acts where they the, the people found Jesus and they were burning their stuff um, in the streets which is where the common term book burning actually kind of came from. There was the sorcerer who followed Paul and uh, Silas it. around, right? Was it Paul and Silas? Yes. Um, the, and the, and the, the prophetess and then they, the prophetess ca- they cast and out turn the, around. And basically Paul was so ticked that he was like, uh, no, he cast, out, out, cast out the demons. Right. And then they came <laughs> after him, him because yeah. now all of a sudden the guy was losing his money. That's because how they the, ended up in, in prison mm-hmm. with the jailer that, you know, the miraculous uh, ch- shackles. Philippi? Was that Philippi? No, I believe was that Ephesus. Was I think it was 
Ephesus. It might have been Ephesus. I think it was Ephesus. Um, but so you had the Apostle Paul, but then you got the, the spooky passage with First Samuel. Well, you have more than that. You got Le- Leviticus 19.31 where it says, Do not turn to mediums or seek out spiritists, mm. for you will def- be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Leviticus 26. I will set my face against anyone who turns to mediums and spiritists to prostitute themselves by following them. It's a big one. Mm-hmm. And I will cut them off from their people, which usually means kill them. Um, Revelation 18.23, the light of the lamp will never shine in you again. The voice of the bridegroom and bride will never be heard in you again. Your merchants, uh, wait a second. Oh, yeah. There. Your merchants were the world's important people. By your magic spell, on all nations all nations were led astray. Now, that one's a little, the, the Greek is a little wordy there. It's a little pitchy. It's a little pitchy. It's a little pitchy. <laughs> like Olaf. <laughs> That's but from Rumi. From Joel from Rumi, he always. Oh, see, I don't know that. I just he, know, I just know Olaf. It's, it's when a guy. Gosh, he's a little pitchy. Yeah, that that's. I think he that's where too. he gets it from. Yeah, that's funny. Josh um, Gad at his finest band. Yeah, so you got, you know, you got your. You said the Galatians one. Um, let's see, Micah five ten through twelve talks about it. Acts nineteen seventeen through twenty. Isaiah eight nineteen through twenty two. Isaiah nineteen one through four. Acts eight nine through thirteen. Yep. Deuteronomy, oh, you already said that one too. Yep. Isaiah 47, 8 through 14. I mean, there's it just goes on. There's over 20 scriptures here that talk about staying away from that stuff. 20. <laughs> Which is so quite, it's enough. Quite a, bit, quite a bit. It's enough. Yeah. So the question so, is, is what do we do with all this? Like what what what's what was the purpose of these texts? What were they doing? Why why did God tell us to stay away from them? Well, let's 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 take out the Harry Potter Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, no, yeah, just let's, look let's at it for what it is. is. Let's, let's look at it for what it is. So, uh, you know, my opinion, my opinion of why this is here, this scripture is one, I I personally believe that messing with this type of stuff, you're messing with demonic things. And uh, you're allowing a foothold for Satan to come and, and mess with you. Mm. Now, I don't think, uh, I don't believe Christians can be possessed. That's just my personal belief, and I'm not dogmatic on it, but that's where I stand as of right now. And uh, But I do believe the people that are messing with that stuff, more than likely, uh, when I say messing, I'm not talking about just reading books or watching movies. I'm talking about, like, practicing it, like, involved with it. Oh, yeah, like messing with, like, with Ouija boards and right. Hail Mary, not Hail Marys, I, I think uh, Bloody there's Marys a, there's and a, things like that. Yeah, there's a great risk of, of demonic possession. I really do believe that. So that's kind of my opinion on it. What's your opinion? Well, I'm fighting COVID. <laughs> no, just a sneeze. It's been stuck for five minutes, man. I was like, oh, whoo, bless me. You, you know I had to say it. Wow, I feel like the sneeze was perfect timing for this episode because people thought you had a demon in that you if you were sneezing and say, right. God bless you. Right. Man, that was ironic. But no, so when, when you hear about this stuff, you know, I personally, it's not the fact that I don't mind talking about demons and, and that it's more the fact of I've, I've had to, cause I've had many conversations with teenagers. And mm-hmm. I mean, I remember one time at small group, the junior high small group leader pulled me out of my small group and said, the junior high girls are literally freaking out because we went down this rabbit trail and they're petrified. She's like, I've tried. I can't break through. Can, can you talk, talk to the junior high girls real quick? Um, so, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like messing with Ouija boards, messing with, the occult messing with the demonic spiritual forces. I mean, 
it's a real life thing. And, you know, there's a, a, a weird infatuation with the dead, especially like, you know, in, in the, the Hispanic cultures with mm-hmm. the, 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 mm-hmm. the day of the dead. Um, today's with goth, the goth culture. Um, I mean, there's, you know, the different levels of goth, but the intense goth well, culture goes, where you're in the occult. It goes all the way back to the Egyptians. I mean, right, they, yeah, they no, they no, and, um, and, and the Celtic people, right, I mean, right. everyone had this thing because at the, at the end of the day, people had this belief, and it's true, is what they can't see and what they can't explain has something to do in the spiritual uh, greater, higher being realm. They just missed out on who the higher, greater being realm exactly. was. And, you know, we, we talked about this in a previous episode. I don't remember which one it was. Um, primarily talking about uh, when we fully don't understand what was going on, we would just attribute that to, oh, we can't understand that. That's just a supernatural. But as science has, oh, the science episode. But as science has progressed, a lot of atheists were like, look, see, now we can explain things. We don't need a God anymore because we used to just say, oh, but well, we don't understand. That's just God. But now that we have understand, they're like, they're pushing out the need for God anymore. Why? Because they view themselves as a God. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that's where a lot of this stuff comes from too. Right. But, you know, a lot of these... Uh, beliefs when it comes to the witchcraft and the sorcery, I think it shows that they're actually, people have an innate sense inside of them that there's something else out there. Right. It's not just us. We were created for something more. There actually is this weird fatuation of what really happens when someone dies. Can we, can we tap into that? And there's, we as Christians What's the supernatural know. stuff that we can't explain anymore? Right. But we as Christians know what happened. Right. Like we, we can read the promises of God and we know, hey, to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. We know what's going to happen mm-hmm. for us and those who aren't with Christ, who aren't saved and, in, in, you know, in his loving care, we know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, for not sure. It's going to be a good thing. But Right. And, and you know, so when, it, when you look at these passages, specifically with Leviticus and Deuteronomy, um, a lot of these things remind me of what like Elijah faced at Mount Carmel, mm-hmm. where a lot of these sorcerers were the ones that called to the gods, like uh, even the Egyptians, like mm-hmm. the... When, when Pharaoh called his magicians yeah. and the snakes and the blood, and the Bible actually said it, like they legit turned a staff into a snake. Right. Like we don't know how they did it, but somehow they they did it. I'm not sure how, but, but and then, you know, Moses' snake kind of ate their snake. It's kind of cool. Right. We forget that part of the story. Um, so this is real life stuff, but a lot of times we see the sorcery when it comes to the, the, the foreign gods and manipulating the foreign gods and speaking on behalf of the gods and speaking on behalf of those who are dead. And so when we read things like this, where it talks about a a medium or a necromancer or, you know, there should be no one found among you who burns his sons or daughters as an offering, because that's how you actually appeased the gods of of, of old. So a lot of times when you see these old time things, personally, I think they're talking about, they're trying to bring their gods, which could be, I mean, they could be demons. They could be all these different things. They're trying to bring them into their space. And it's almost a self form of idolatry. I mean, it is idolatry, but then you also have the the forward seers, where like that's what Saul did when he was trying to speak to Samuel. Samuel and Samuel actually boop showed up and it freaked out the. But the I don't. Seer. I, I don't. Yeah, we, and I think why was because the seer really wasn't expecting anything. that to actually happen. Right, and God said, "Okay, <laughs> we're gonna let Samuel come right up." But needless to say, we see these things in the Bible where it talks about a charmer, a medium, a necromancer. Um, or one who inquires of the dead, these things are an abomination. Right. And I think in the one side, we need to ask the question of, well, why are they abomination? And is it any right. different than what we see today? Well, especially I, in novels. I think it's, I mean, again, setting aside something, I'm trying to deal with scripture and then we'll bring it into yeah, the here it. and now. 
But uh, the biggest part of it, I think, is the fact that it goes against the first commandment. You should that you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Right? You should have no other guys before him if you want to go right. Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a big disobedience to that because you like you like you clearly said, and it, and it was great stuff that it is a form of idolatry, mm-hmm. right? And it's a form of looking at ourselves as being able to do these things like we are gods, um, little g gods. <laughs> and if you're calling for things to happen, you're calling for other higher, greater beings, right. which now that has become your God. Right, exactly. So um, I, I think it's that's why it's an abomination. I, I really believe that's why. Now, why do people seek after that? Well, why do people seek after sin in general? Because we like it. Well, because we don't want God to have control over our lives. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's a control thing, right? Right. Now, you know, you hear about like these junior high boys and junior high girls who first mess with the Ouija board and hear things like that. And, and, and so, yeah, so I don't let's, necessarily let's want nowadays. to, if, if, you know, if someone's listening, they're like, oh crap, I have done a Ouija board. Am I an abomination to God? Well, you know, grace covers everything. And obviously we're stupid. Grace covers everything if... If we ask for forgiveness, there repent. You go. <laughs> um, and that's and what, what God's re- grace And, and what does repent mean? Turn from it. Repent doesn't mean continue to go back. No, it means to turn. It means you're done. 180 like, and that's go. That's it. 180 that's, and go. I'm walking away, and yes, we stumble and fall, but it, we are not seeking those things. So let's bring this into the, the conversation with Harry Potter then, because this is what, well, what people want to talk about. Let me let me give you a little story. Oh, this is this is this Halloween music story time or Christmas story? No, I'm kidding. This is uh, it's, it's uh, whatever you want it to be. <laughs> oh, there you go. Like yeah, that story time. So back in the Lucano, <laughs> give it to anyway, me. Anyways, um, I went and saw a ex Satanist turned Christian speak about the time that Harry Potter came. An ex an ex Satanist. Okay. You know, a worshiper of Satan. He mm-hmm. was actually a high priest in his quote unquote order, right? Wow. His name okay. is Stephen Dollins. I've never heard of this guy. S T E P H E N. Dollins, I believe, is D O L L I N S. Was he like at your church or something? No, he was a guy that was uh, with this this era called the Prophecy Club, which um, I don't agree with most of the Prophecy Club stuff, but <clears throat> this guy, I, I'm going to take him at his word because he's an ex-Satanist turned Christian. Hmm. And I've actually heard several ex-Satanists kind of confirm the things he was saying. They didn't know each other from different ministries. Um, when Harry Potter first came out, he said, this is what's going to cause the church to stumble and Satan to rejoice. And it's like, we're sitting there like, why? That's pretty strong language. He's like, that's really strong. language." This thing okay. is riddled, riddled with spells that we used different things that we used in our circles. Um, even even the cover art was covered with satanic symbols, satanic symbols that they use in their rituals. And he said that, and I can't remember the guy who started the Church of Satan. But, oh, yeah, I couldn't. But he, he knows the guy. He knew the guy. And the guy said that this was the biggest ploy that their master was going to do to destroy um, parts of the church, to distract and destroy. Um, because it was so hidden that, that we were going to accept it in our, ho- in, in our houses, in Christian houses, 
and not even see what's coming. So I found um, it's it's not a book. It's actually a video in yeah, VHS right. format. Yep. The, the occult in your still. living room. And it talks about, you know, yeah, he's an ex-state high priest. So he talks about Harry Potter. He talks about Pokemon because that was big back then. The Tarot t- cards, psychics, right. video games, Teletubbies. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy what's out there. Now, you can believe it if you want. Or you cannot believe it. But he wasn't the only guy that I heard, and I can't remember the other guy's names. Um, but he's the one that stuck out to me the most um, because I actually saw him speak a couple times. Mm, okay. Um, and so for me, he says it's dangerous, right? This is an ex-Satanist that turned Christian that's going, hey, this is dangerous. Right. Don't mess with it. Stay away from it. Okay. Stay away from it. Warning people. I kind of, you know, I took his warning for a while, and then I myself got into Harry Potter, started watching Harry Potter, owned every special edition Harry Potter video I could find. Saw the last like four in theaters, and then God convicted me about mm. uh, about a year ago now, uh, and kind of brought back to remembrance this guy and the warning that he gave. And if I look where my life kind of led me down when I was buying these movies and and really involved with these movies, now I hadn't watched them in years, but I still owned them. Um, it wasn't a good place where they led me down. Mm, it wasn't okay. a good place where they led my mind because it wasn't focused on things of God. It was focused on magic and the thrill of the fantasy. And And I'm not trying to come down on people. I'm not doing that, trying to do that at all. I'm just, <clears throat> I'm giving you the same warning that he gave to me. That when you mess with stuff like this, whether you are using it for the witchcraft, which I don't believe most Christians no, are. No, most are just it's a good story. So people want but to read they're, it. But they're right? using it for entertainment, right? But just remember that there's a lot of things that the world uses for entertainment that Christians could also use. And what, is it, what does it allow? It can allow a foothold for Satan to get into your life. And once he's in your doors, there's something my, my godfather used to always say. He said, sin is always going to take you further than you want to go cost you more than you want it, want it to cost you and make you pay more than you're willing to pay. Why? Because once you start down that road, your mind starts becoming not as in tuned with the spirit. So, so let me ask you this then, uh, coming from the other side, do you feel like Harry Potter is in and of itself evil or more of quote unquote a gateway drug? We've, we talked about gateway drugs before. In terms of, because, you know, I read one one pastor who said the thing that he didn't like specifically about Harry Potter was it was, there was so much realism in terms of, you know, it's World War II, there's an alternative realm, there's a, there, the, the good versus evil, there's a lot of astrology and all these other things where it's like, oh, okay, so you can start researching and then eventually find yourself on the path that goes down. Because, you know, Tolkien herself has even said she made up half this crap. Tolkien or I'm sorry, Rowling. I'm sorry, Rowling. I was thinking of Lord of the Rings, but um, but but J.K. Rowling even says she made up half the crap. Now there well, has to be enough realism to connect with the live there, audience. There's a lot of people out there saying different things right. about her, though. There's people that say that one, she's a witch. There's people saying that she's a witch, and that she was ostracized from the witch community, and that's why she came out, and they kind of wrote it off as fiction. And it was this big push mm. that way people didn't believe it. Right, but she hasn't even she has she's never said that, but. I mean, uh, she hasn't not said it either. <laughs> right. So I, I'm not saying, like, there's been a lot of accusations that she's never tried to defend against it, from what I know anyways. But regardless of what she says or what she does, we have to deal with the content that's out there, right? Right. Any content. So um, if a person goes, well, I'm a Christian, but I made a pornography movie. 
but it's okay because I have freedom, right? Because grace covers all sins. Right, but I feel like that's a huge jump from Harry Potter. Well, it's a, it's an extreme, right? Right. So, but but my point is, is there's some entertainment that maybe Christians shouldn't mess with. Okay. Right. Um, now everybody has to decide for themselves, mm-hmm. right? You have to be convinced in your own mind. Uh, this this is just the way I view it. This is the stance that I'm taking. I'm taking a stance of, for me and my family, um, we're not going to do this because I, I see dangers in it. I see where it took me down when I was involved with it. And it takes my focus away from Christ. Gotcha. And see, I'm and on the side others. where, you know, for the right appropriate age audience, like I don't think a 10-year-old should be flipping through all the Harry Potter books because it's not meant for that age. It's supposed to be, the, the reader was supposed to be the same age as Harry. So the first book was like 12. So that's how she designed it. It was just the reader's age was supposed to match the whatever age he was. Um, and I've heard a lot of really cool things from that. And you're able to lean in to have those conversations where Harry Potter has this mass. And I don't want to call it, I'm not about to call it Harry Potter a Jesus figure, like what C.S. Lewis did with Aslan. Well, you, you, but he was the hero there's a, of the There's story. a huge difference between the two, though, right? Because one is dealing with. Well, the should we wind. go down? Let's, let's go down that. Let's go okay. down that. Yeah. So, so all right. Let's take the because there is one take time. The, let's take the concept of the two. Right. Right. Who was the witch in, in the line, the witch in the wardrobe, or any of the C.S. Lewis? W- was she a good character or a bad character? No, she was terrible. Did she do good things or bring good light to anything? No. Okay. Now let's go to Harry Potter. Right. Did those wizards are they good or bad? Well, that's. But you got to look at Voldemort specifically, Voldemort, <laughs> because Voldemort is the is the antagonist. I, I see in the Bible, it says not to mess with stuff, not right. to mess with sorcery, spiritus, any of this stuff. Right. Right. So I think CS Lewis puts the light of, Hey, this stuff, this witch and what she's doing is evil. Okay. And, and a lot ha- of the other stuff Harry- is more just the fantasy with the talking animals right, and right. whatever. And, and we go to Harry Potter, like all the mythical creatures. Like if you look at, at, at it, most of the mythical creatures are kind of evil, you know, except for, um, the, what is it, Senator or whatever? Yeah, it's like the, the, the Senator, but there's a lot but, of other... Right, but, but what I'm saying is there. you could tell... The Thomas. Di- yeah, well, there, there's a difference in characters, right? You can tell, clearly see who's good and who's bad. But we go over to um, Harry Potter, you can't really distinguish as well, right? Because how many professors did they come in here and, and they're like, okay, well, they're a professor. They're teaching the kids. And then they turn bad. Right. And then they're bad. And so it's like, oh, okay, wait, what's going on here? And so I, I think there's a, and people can disagree with me, and that's okay. Again, I'm not, I'm not preaching this as gospel truth. I'm not saying. No, we're talking about reasoning. This, this is just a perspective, and, and this is what I see from Scripture. And I think um, I would encourage everybody to, to look into the Scriptures themselves and see if sp- this type of spirituality stuff sh- should be what's filling our mind. Garbage in, garbage out. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before. So what we put into our eyes and into our mind settles in our heart, mm-hmm. right? It's in our thoughts. So if we're going to focus on things, what should we be focusing on? Well, loving God and loving other people. Should we be focusing on that? I mean, that's up for you guys to decide. Right. And so so obviously the C.S. Lewis conversation, that, that seems to be a different category, which C.S. Lewis wrote his books as kids' books. Right. But, you know, Lord of the Rings different. has the same exact flavor as Harry Potter, though, does it? Because you have Gandalf, who is a good wizard. wizard you have right. other wizards who had the internal struggle. You got the souls of men who were good, had the ring of powers, but they let pride and come back next week to talk about pride. 
little right. plug. But you, you, you see them because of their lust of their own stuff. And right. it literally, they're, they, they wanted more power that they turn evil. Same with the professors in Harry Potter and all these other people. Everyone who went bad in Harry Potter. What was the... It went, it went for greed. In it the, went for pride. In the author... All right, so let's take this back to the authors. Right. In the author's perspective, why did C.S. Lewis write the books he wrote? C.S. Lewis specifically? Why did C.S. Lewis write the books he wrote? I mean, every single one was pretty much a Christian worldview. It was for his children. It was to tell stories... That that well, reflected God that and how reflected God the Bible yeah. mm-hmm. and how God worked into a fantasy way to help his children understand a little bit more, mm-hmm. right? Kind of bring it down to their level. And Tolkien was the same way. Tolkien was the same way, just on the adult version, not the kid. Exactly. Version. Rolling. So, are you saying the author the, justifies the purpose? Well, let's look at Scripture. Right? Who who dictates what's written? Is it the reader? Is it the text? Or is it the author? It's the author. So the author dictates how the words come across, the tone is set, right. and all these things. So if we're looking at the perspective of the author and the reason why it was written, take Paul, for instance, okay? So we take Timothy. Was Timothy written for non-believers, or was it written for, I mean, what, 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 It was written it? to a specific person, it Timothy. Was, it was written, it was a pastoral epistle, right? Mm-hmm. So it was written for, well, one, it was written for Timothy, but also an encouragement to the Christian leaders. So right. it, was, it was written with the purpose, and I think most people write f- for a purpose, right? It's either entertainment or it's like C.S. Lewis and uh, Tolkien. They wrote for a specific pur- purpose of helping people understand the concepts of God, but not in a sermon way. Okay. Right? So I, I think it's I think it, that plays a little bit into it. So, but could we... I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking. Yeah, no. Could we use... Harry Potter in the same way that Paul did the Greek philosophers at the Mars Hill, where so, he said, even your philosophers say this. And the thing is, right. you know, J.K. Rowling, it's, it's, you see the struggle with Harry of, I want to do what's right, but I want to do what's, what's easy and not hard. I don't want to die. I don't want to sacrifice myself. There's well, the, the I, good versus evil I and think this it's, constant power. That's, that's all Harry Potter is supposed to be is like power struggle. I think it's a, an internal struggle. I think it's a hard it's kind of out there to compare Paul and what he did on Mars. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, but I'm just saying that's kind. Of, I mean, but Paul used a philosopher to prove Jesus, to prove God, right? To prove right the but that's, that was the purpose. He took it, he said what the philosopher said, and then he immediately turned to right. Jesus. That's not what we see in Harry Potter. But if a Christian is reading it, because you know, all truth is God's truth. Well, let me ask you, what's the purpose of reading it again? Just is for it, entertainment. Is, it to, purpose. is it to glorify God, or is it to help others? I mean, it's just for entertainment purposes. Okay. It's a fantasy novel. Right. And, and I, I see the struggle that we as American Christians have. We, we like entertainment. Okay. We like to be entertained. And the more I study scripture, the more I see it as a distraction from what we're supposed to be doing. I don't see entertainment through the Bible. I see any time entertainment started taking place, it got people into trouble. Hmm. <laughs> Look at the Old Testament. Who... We look at Solomon. He started being entertained by women, ended up having a lot of wives, and it mm-hmm. led him astray. Now, I'm not saying that he lost his, right. you know, he was, wasn't saved or anything like that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we have to be careful, right? We have a purpose here on earth. It's to love God and love others. Mm-hmm. How can we do that? And I think that that's what our main focus is going to be. Now, I'm not saying that you can't have a little entertainment. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying that if we're defending entertainment, for entertainment's sake, I think we have our priorities mixed up. I think we can enjoy entertainment, mm-hmm. but I think we shouldn't defend entertainment. Okay. I guess is my perspective. And again, this is just my perspective. I'm not 
trying to come down or condemn anybody. I'm just, from what I see in Scripture, I see that we're called to go out and proclaim the gospel. We're called to go and make disciples. We're called to edify the church. We're called to lift up the church. We're called to love God. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're called to do as ambassadors. We have a different job here on earth. You know, it was when I was a sinner, I... I did things that the sinners did. When I was a baby Christian, I spoke as a child. I, I ate as a child. I did things as right. a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. And I think as we grow further in our faith, our priorities should refocus. We should be more focused on God and proclaiming his name. That's just my opinion. On yeah. It. And that's what, what I'm kind of. And, you know, I've, I've done a lot of reading in terms of from the secular. And I've done, listened to a lot of podcasts about secular people with C.S. Lewis. Um, and secular people with Tolkien and secular people with, with other people's writings. And you hear a lot of them say like, you know, I read this book, but I don't see your God in this at all. It's, I just see the good versus evil that the world is created around. But it wasn't written for the un unsaved people. It was written for Christians. <laughs> I don't know if I would go that far. I think they just wanted to write a good story that, mm. that told gospel truth of how God worked in terms of the good versus evil. It, it's more of when, when I look at it, you know, and this is where... But you said it right there. You, you, they wanted to show how God worked. Right. That's what they, that was their intention. So who's going to, the unsaved people, the world doesn't see God in it. Right. They just see good, they just see a good but, story. But Christians see God in it, right? Because mm -hmm. that was the intention. That's again, the intention of the author, not the intention of the text. The right. text is not, does not dictate what the intentions are supposed to be. Right. And we see with Roland, she just, yeah, wanted to write a good book. And, and there's, and you see this through a lot of fiction and a lot of fantasy novels where there's the struggle between good and evil. And normally it's an internal struggle of, right. Which, which wolf do you want to feed? The good wolf or the bad wolf? Right. And then just hoping it all gets better. Um, whereas with a lot of this stuff, and I'm not saying just let your kid go willy-nilly with Harry Potter either. But right now, I'm at the point where if, and now if my, well, if one of my kids like, hey, I want to read Harry Potter right now. It's like, N you're nine. You, you, you don't need to be reading this yet. Mm -hmm. But 13, 14, it's one of those things where I saw my mom do this. Is If there was a book that was borderline questionable, my mom was always ahead of my sister in the book. So my mom's read a lot of teenage novels apparently including Twilight. Oh, she's read all the Twilights, which I'm like, dang, mom, that's kind of weird, but okay. It's what she did. But I've seen so many parents have conversations with their kids and not just let their kid coast. And I think that's where a lot of the issues come in too. It's not, not just, her, I'm talking about in general with movies, with everything. We a lot of times just hope our kids make it out the back end. Okay. Rather than, okay, so, so what did you see? How did you read that? What, what, what was happening in the story? Where's the good? Where's the bad? Where's the evil? Why did the evil happen? How do we get good? Is there even such a thing as good? Is there a in the world? Is there a chance? Is there a chance that God wouldn't want us to read the books like those, like like you know Harry Potter or the Twilight series? Is there a chance? Any kind of chance? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to speak like that. Do you think there could be a chance? That's why I'm not asking you to be like, oh yeah, there could. There's definitely a chance. I'm just saying, could there be a chance? It's a question. It's it's. It could be, but it could okay. be. You could say it with anything. So if there could, this is just my perspective again. All right. So I know that I'm accountable for how I lead my family. Right. Right. For how I raise. I can't. I'm not accountable for how what my kids' decisions are later on in life, but I am accountable how I raise my kids. So if there's a chance that it could be wrong, I'd rather err on the side of caution, mm. right? Personally, this mm -hmm. is where I'm at. I'd rather be like, mm, no, let's not read that. There's plenty of other books out there. There's plenty of Christian fiction novels, tons of them. So why would I chance this one? I just, to me, that's kind of where I stand. I mean, um, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to tell people that they're wrong or they're sinning or anything like that by doing it. I'm just, this is my perspective on right. the situation. And, and I'm one where... 
you know, truth is truth. And if, if we can see how God, I mean, I'm not saying how God works through Harry Potter. Cause that's, <laughs> that's kind of weird. Um, but you know, but I, I also see throughout all of history of, you know, like Paul's like, Hey, your, 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 your prophets say this, your philosophers say this. He had to read them and know what they were trying to say. We, we know Pluto, we know Socrates, we know Aristotle. We, we know these things. We know how the world works. And I'm not saying you have to do it to engage in it, to have the conversation. We've talked about that conversation before, but more the fact of, Am I just going to nix Harry Potter just because of magic's sake? No. But, and, and this that's, again, my bet. Like, there was someone in the church once I used, a, I, I, I know I've talked about this on the podcast, where I used the Lord of the Rings intro in a sermon talking mm-hmm. about greed and mm-hmm. how the whole story revolves around. And it's mm-hmm. a little harsh to say the story only happened because of greed, right? of more power, of more riches, of more life, of more wealth, whatever. Um Shoot, where was I going with that? Oh, and someone was so upset that I used Lord of the Rings there about threatening to leave the church over it. And it's like, and and but I feel like that was a very that that was a even though I completely disagreed with it, I'm like, that's at least a um what's what's the word I'm looking for here? Um shoot, I lost my word. What word am I looking for, Fuller? Um, not parallel, but it's consistent. It's a consistent worldview of all magic, like like just stay away from it period. So yeah. I'm like, okay, that's at least fair. I mean, that's what scripture tells us. Right. To stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Period. Right. Whether whether you believe it's good or bad, it scripture says to stay away from it. Right. And there's and there's a reason. And there's uh, there's other question of, you know, active magic and active things. And I and I want to touch on that a little bit in this episode since we're we're, we're talking about it, you know, specifically with you know, cuz right now in the Christian world just segueing out of Harry Potter a little bit, mm-hmm. which if you want to have more of that conversation, Keep it rolling with us. But, you know, the Christian's world today is huge into, like, astrology and horoscopes. Mm-hmm. They're huge into crystals. We're huge into even uh, Wiccan. Wiccan's a really big one with goddesses and Mother Nature and all these things. We see Christians talking all the time about, oh, the planets and this and this and this. So it's like, how do we as Christians even handle that when it comes to sorcery mm-hmm. and idolatry and, and these different things? Because, you know, astrology is... You know, what What did the Bible say about the stars? They actually have a reason. It's to tell the time and the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, Genesis 114, it says the sun and moon were given for signs and for seasons. You know, they were meant to mark time for us, and their signs as actual, you know, navigational indicators. And all throughout history, men have used the stars to chart their courses around the globe, kind of like the whole Moana thing. They, they see the stars, and they know what direction they're supposed right. to go. And we right. see that. Like, that's how navigators traveled was... If you see the North Star at a certain point, you're going in the right direction. Right. Um, and that's what the stars were for. But the problem with astrology is because of how the stars are aligned, we're able to predict the future and what your life's supposed to be and how you're going to act. Um, I, I got this from gotquestions.org. It says the purpose of a horoscope is to gain insight into a person's character and foretell the future. The basic belief of astrology is that the planets and the stars exert an influence upon our lives. Those with special knowledge astrologers can predict events in a person's life. It is distressing that the most major newspapers have a horoscope column and even more distressing that many Christians read and follow their horoscopes. So what do we do with astrology and what do we do with how the stars and, 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 and your birth, like I'm a Sagittarius. So what does that mean for me in my Christian walk every single day or an, an Arius or a Taurus like, you know, you, I don't know if you see him on Facebook, the joke of like, what happens when you stick an Aries and a Taurus together in a relationship? This is what happens because mm. my, my, it's almost like justifying behavior because, oh, I'm this way. So 
you're just gonna have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of like the Enneagram where it's like, well, I'm I'm just a three, so you're just gonna have to suck up and deal because this mm-hmm. is how I am, which is idolatry because now it's all about me. But I don't know if you thought much about astrology and horoscopes and all that. I think Galatians, I've always thought it was a load of crap. But. I think Galatians five nineteen through twenty one answers it very well, very very well. Okay. Now the works of the flesh are evident: sexual immorality, impurity, since since I can't even say it, sensuality. There we go. Mm-hmm. Idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. Right. So I would think. That astrology is a thing like sorcery. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Will not inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Because they are worshiping an idol themselves. Mm-hmm. And they think that these powers that be predict their life. I just, I don't understand. I don't understand Christians that, that, I just don't understand it anymore. I don't, I've, I've lost it. I, I, I would call the the church to repent and to practice holiness, sanctification. I mean, we're called to do it. Um, that means putting away things that we would normally just argue and debate that we think are good and are acceptable, but are they really Mm. in the, in the eyes of God, when we stand before him on judgment and he goes, Hey, what did you do with your life? And you said, well, I was looking at the stars, or I was reading Harry Potter books, or I was reading Chronicles of Narnia because I wanted to. And he goes, well, what did you do for the kingdom? What did you do for me? What did you do for the people that I wanted you to do for? And you go, well, not much because I was looking at the stars, hmm. or I was into entertainment so much that I didn't really focus on that. How can you stand before the Almighty God and say that? I just, I, again, I just think there needs to be a refocusing, especially this day and age. Um we are bombarded with things to distract us from our purpose. Mm. And our purpose is our relationship with Christ and our relationship with others. And, and there's so much distraction going on. There's so many lights and sounds and things. And um, I think COVID, uh, I'm not saying thus saith the Lord, but I think COVID is a good opportunity in this world to refocus. Mm. I'm not saying God sent COVID or, you know, that he, this was his purpose behind COVID. I'm just saying it's a good opportunity because a lot of people, a lot of these entertainment things that distracted us are gone for right now. Mm. It's a good time for the church to refocus. I can't tell I know our brothers and sisters in other nations have been fighting hard with the persecution, right? Mm-hmm. They've been persecuted. And we here in America have never been persecuted, not even a one bit, but... I know anything from history. I know eventually Christians here in this country are going to deal with it. At some point. It has always happened in every empire, city, nation, whatever you want to call it, throughout history. So eventually, we're going to face it. We're going to face some hard times as a nation, not even just as Christians, but as a nation, we will face hard times, which will probably lead to the downfall of the nation at some point because every nation has experienced it throughout history. Um, and what does that, what's that going to look like for Christians? And are we going to be ready to face that? Or are we going to crumble because we've wasted our time and not connected with God and not connected with others? We've wasted our time with entertainment and things and distractions. Mm. I just, I really think that it's time and God is calling his church to refocus. It, it's just, that's, 
what I feel. Um, God so a lot of, uh, so, so I'm hearing you a lot say a lot of these things that we are putting in front of us, they're, they're turning into idols right. because we're, we're focused on me, myself and I, or what I can get out of things or how I can, you know, yeah, do better my, in my future. Predict my future or right. predict this, or, you know, this makes me feel good. And this, I, I just, and again, I'm not saying that, that that's a bad thing, you know, but we know that even good things, like water, too much water can be bad for us. And water, mm-hmm. we need water to survive. And so I think that we have too much entertainment. I think mm-hmm. we've lost our focus on God, whether it's, I, I even know Christians right now that are so engrossly involved in politics that they've lost sight of the Savior mm. just because they're focusing on politics. That's what they spend all their time. They've lost the the desire to spend time in his word and prayer with him or seeking people, even phone calls with people to, to encourage or uplift. And they've, they've been distracted with other things. Mm. There's people, there's Christians that are distracted with COVID and that's all they can think about and look at statistics. And there's people who are distracted with many of things. And when, uh, as a church, are we going to refocus? I, I believe that that's what the church needs to be doing right now. We need to be refocusing on Christ and on loving others and proclaiming his message. Mm. You know, my voice just squeaked there. That was really <laughs> weird. You know, you know, I still have the, the, the question at the end. What about Wiccan? What about the occult? What about crystals? And, and I don't think we're going to touch on that too much in this episode. I will say this. If you want to know more about those conversations, here's two resources, and I'll drop them in the show notes. One is gotquestions.org. That's one of our favorite resources. Right. Um, another one, and this is one that I don't think we've talked about very much. It's actually called Dare to Share. Uh, Greg oh, Steer yeah. runs that ministry. We've talked about that in a little bit, but on his website, he actually will list out what all these different people' beliefs are, um, whether it's Jehovah Witness or Mormon or, or or different sects inside of Protestantism. So you can have conversations with people, and so um, it actually talks about the Wiccan belief, and it mm-hmm. talks about here's the main uh, points of Wiccan, and apparently it didn't say from when I posted it in here earlier today. Um, where it's like, you know, it's about the, the, the goddess and nature and mother nature and the tarot cards and, and learning right. how the, how, how it all works together. Reading tea now, leaves. Now, it, yeah. Now Wiccan's not Satanist. That's, that's something different. They're, they're not satanic. They're just trying to be in touch with mother nature, father time and in, in the universe. They want, it's all about the universe. The, right. They made idols of the universe. You know, yeah. It's like with big bang theory. They always talk about, well, the universe, I guess this doesn't want me to do that. That's what big bang theory talks about all the time. Oh, the right. universe did this. The universe, the universe wanted us to meet. That's, that's a really underlining view of the Wiccan faith. Right. Um, they focus on and the it's creation focused on than myself. I focus on creation rather than the creator. Right. And you know, I see all times now with Christians. You know, I'm not talking about like essential oils, but more of like the burning of the incense of sage to get rid mm. of the the evil spirits and the evil feelings that are around them. Uh, the crystals that are put in certain ways right. to get the bad mojo out and to 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 pull the demons out. Um, and even more for for healing and 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 for protection. Of, mm. Oh, I have this aura. You know, I got the blue aura. I got the purple aura. And and, right. and that's a real life thing that people are like. Or the um, oh they they have a certain term where they can read people's auras. I can't think what oh, that's called. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, where I I don't they're they not sen- seers. They sense auras and yeah, stuff like where it's that, like yeah. I I sense this and I feel your pain. Right. And and you know I think there's there's some truth and you know what My, when you're feeling pain I should feel in that too because we're so connected to the body because mm-hmm. you know we read that in First Corinthians 14 where it's like if the, if one part of the body hurts, it kind of affects the whole dang body. Right. And we're all parts of the body. But at the end of the day, it's so much of the occult, 
and uh, crystals and astrology and Wiccan and and uh, wizardry, rich witchcraft. But what does it all go back to? It all goes back to idolatry. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what it all goes back to, and having our yeah, having our focus on the right wrong things. Now, do I think demons are real? Yep. Do I think demons can still possess people? Yep. Do I think you know there's still things as not an exorcism, but yeah, yeah, exorcism. Yeah, yeah, I actually do. Um, you know, I've heard people talk about in America, we haven't had to deal too much with spiritism because we're too distracted. Whereas if you go to Africa, you go to South America and the, in the countries and the jungles, there's a lot of, lot of witch doctor crap that goes down a lot of spiritism that goes down. There's quite a bit here though. If you, but if, now it's if, coming, it's yeah, it's, well, it's, it's here. I mean, but, it's been here with, you know, psychics and tarot card readers and all these i mean but but with the millennial generation it's growing like crazy but i mean it has been even i remember as a kid going to a festival up in niles michigan and there being a psychic and tarot card reader Mm. lady there who set up and people were going to her oh there's one right here in elk card there's a she has a house right Uh, i think it's one here in south ben off kern road or something i know of at least two houses up in niles that were known to house satan worshipers so i mean it's it's here. It's been here. <laughs> it's, just, it's here. It's going to start rearing its ugly head a little bit more because they're growing bolder as the church grows weaker from distractions. But Scott, you know, I think it's Pastor Scott. Scott is the pastor of Southside Baptist Church, and um, his whole point for the past two weeks, which um, I've kind of been seeing um, and talking to Brandon about a little bit. Um, yeah, the God's Not Done series week well, two that, was pretty solid. And it's all about refocusing. Mm-hmm. That that's the whole purpose of this. God's not done. It's it's to refocus with relationships, refocus with God, you know, and, and that relationship with God and our outreaches and and stuff. How do we refocus? How do we work around? Um, the church has always dealt with pandemics in such a way that they protected people, but they cared for people at the mm-hmm. same time. And um, we have to figure out how that how that looks in the modern age. I right. mean, so, but yeah, I, I just, I, I, I see more and more churches, um, becoming more in tune with the fact that we need to refocus. Mm-hmm. And I see God moving through a lot of churches in that direction, including our own church that, that we need to refocus. And I think it's a message that God is, is kind of sending out to everybody. So that's kind of, yeah, my final, your final thoughts. Yeah. yeah. My final thought, it kind of shows that we all have a longing that there's something else out there. But what's out there? Is it in the stars? Is it in the universe? Is it in reading palms? Is it in crystals? Is it in magic, witchcraft, wizardry? What really is out there? What's the good? What's the evil? What's even the baseline? What What is good? What is evil? You know, we can find that in the, the for lack of better word, foundation that can be found in the Bible through God. Right. That's all I got. That's, That's my final word, my friend. Awesome. Time for... <laughs> Tell you what, bro, this was a little bit of a hefty conversation here towards the end, you know? It was always a good conversation. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good conversation, but, you know, to lighten the mood a little bit, to send the people out on their way with some good thoughts, but a little little smile on their face. Yeah. You got a fun fact to close out this week's episode, I, man. I always have. You always time. do. I always <laughs> ask. You know, I got to be polite. We, we've kind of made it a thing now, so I have to kind of do it. You so. got to be prepared. <laughs> All right. Boy Scout got to be prepared. <laughs> be prepared. So this actually, I'm going to, this came from uh, parade.com. 
Per, I've never even heard of parade. Uh, I didn't either com. before today. Okay. I figured I probably should start tagging where I'm getting this stuff from. So people <laughs> check. Uh, but it says humans have been performing dentistry since 7,000 BC. Now that can be debatable. So, so back in the day, but they're saying back in the day, BC, we're talking BC, uh, which makes dentists one of the oldest profe- or dentistry, one of the oldest professions. So that's my fun fact for the w- day. What do you think they would have done for dentistry back in the day though like besides you know maybe just pulling teeth or toothaches I, or i don't know janelle had a fun fact that she wanted me to share today so i'm gonna, I'm gonna share a janelle fact N- wait right now or right, next episode right, right now right now right now yeah okay she, i don't know where she got it from i don't know if it's true or not but she said that uh cheese is the the making of cheese is thousands of years old and it was made on accident where she I actually that heard that. I've heard know. that one. But I thought it was an interesting fact. So cheese is a happy accident. It's a it's a very happy and tasty accident. <laughs> and a gassy accident, too. It, let's just bit. be honest. And dentistry's been around, around for a butt long time. For BC. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it, man. Well, hey, Fuller, it's been good to get back into yeah, the podcast definitely. saddle. But you know what? We are both wearing some RTC merch today. If you're watching on YouTube. Uh-oh. Uh oh, he snagged it. My zipper it. stuck. My Uh-oh. zipper got stuck. At least it's my the zipper. I'm wearing the big logo RTC shirt that you can get on the store, and I'm wearing the winter line, which RTC. is only going to be around for a short, longer time. Once it's spring, we're going to yeah. rip that sucker down. Come March, we're probably going to take that down. So you better go get it, because I mean, everybody that has gotten one is ranted and raved about the the winter line they the love winter it. line people have loved it but it's, it's only going to be around for a little bit and if someone texts us afterwards in april may hey mark can i get that winter line I'm, let's make a hard nope. date so people know. hard date march 31st is your last day you can april 1st coming down because you're an april fool if you waited that long you're you're an <laughs> april fool <laughs> oh man i love it one. that was solid that was solid <laughs> <laughs> caffeine baby but hey so if you are a longtime rtc listener hey if you're new we loved having you with us check us out realtalkchristianpodcast.com it has all the links there for social media and the email realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com we've already done some giveaways with the chosen with face masks wow. with neck neck gators with merch Shirts, and you only coffee. can know about it if you're on the social media handles. You have to be. So follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and that's the place to get hooked up. Or you can always call us, leave us a voicemail, which we've had a couple of voicemails lately, which we is have. super cool. Yeah. 574-400-5352. That's correct, my good sir. Nailed it. Well, hey, guys, until next time. Take it easy.